Hey friend, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here listening to another episode of the Pattern Design Circle podcast. Here we talk all about the ins and outs of designing knit and crochet patterns and running a business that makes it all possible. I'm Jessica, your host, knitting pattern designer, design mentor, and the friend in your ear. Can't wait to dive right in. The Pattern Design Circle podcast is sponsored by the Pattern Design Circle, a membership community for knit and crochet pattern designers that are feeling lost, lonely, or frustrated in their business. It connects you with a supportive community that's always eager to answer your questions and help you through the hard times. And there's loads of resources and activities specifically catered to business and designing. Sound like your jam? Check it out at snickerdoodlenits.com forward slash design dash circle. That's snickerdoodle like the cookie, knits, K-N-I-T-S dot com forward slash design dash circle. All right, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pattern Design Circle podcast. I'm so excited to have Kinsey here with me. We've chatted with Kinsey here on the podcast before. Kinsey's from Feel Good Social, but Kinsey also now has a new podcast called Authentic AI for Entrepreneurs. So Kinsey's all about having an authentic business that really feels good. So we're going to be talking about AI from that approach. Is there anything else you want to share about yourself, Kinsey? Oh, man, I'm just so excited to be back, Jessica. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show once again. And also, I can't wait to chat about, yeah, how we can approach AI from like an authentic place that feels good to us so we can use it to like find a little wiggle room behind the scenes to enjoy our lives while still boosting the success of our business. So can't wait to dive in. (laughs) Yes. So AI, first of all, when we... (laughs) start the maybe the very base layer AI as artificial intelligence and really what we're talking about I'm assuming actually I should you know correct me if I'm wrong is programs like chat GPT where you tell it what you want and it gives you information basically do you have like favorite platforms or what are you recommending folks use Oh, yeah, I um, am should just start out this interview by saying I am still in the very beginning stages of learning about AI myself. And I think that that's kind of the best approach you can take no matter where you're at. So like if you are out there just kind of dipping your toes in the world of AI and machine learning, language learning softwares like ChatGPT or other, you know, visual AI creations or automations, chats, all that different stuff. Um, it's okay if you are just starting out and you're just starting to learn because AI technology is ever evolving. There's more and more softwares coming out every day, right? And so just like kind of take it easy on yourself and take it easy with your approach to learning about it. Um, I personally have been dabbling with ChatGPT mostly. It's a language learning software. So basically you input different prompts, you type type things into the chat <laughs> and it will give it you back information based on what you put into it, right? And basically how that sort of software works is that it just analyzes the text that you're giving it and then also gives an answer uh, based on lots and lots of information from the internet around the globe, gives an answer based on what it thinks you want and what it predicts you want the most, right? So that's what I've been playing around with a lot for, you know, really 
gaining clarity on your brand, your messaging for ideal customer research, for content idea generation and creation, copywriting, all that different stuff. Um, But definitely, I've also been playing around somewhat with like visual AI generation, which is hilarious. That has like a lot, a long way to go. And it's pretty cool with what it can create already. So that's kind of the stuff that I've been dabbling in, you know, so far. And once again, not a full expert yet, but I can share any insights or aha moments that I've learned so far with you. (laughs) Well, and honestly, these programs are so new that besides the people who have been working on it for years, nobody's really like you could be an expert in what's available right now but nobody's really probably can call themselves truly like an ai expert like you can't have been working in it in your business for the last 15 years and you've just got all this experience because it just hasn't been a tool available that long (laughs) yeah like what is an expert really (laughs) right like no I mean yeah for sure exactly you know I think that that's my approach with like my new podcast as well I do have the feel good social podcast as you guys may know and I am starting the new AI angled podcast called authentic AI for entrepreneurs and it's kind of I think that the people who are experts in AI technology. Um, I hope to bridge the gap between learning about this technology and kind of hearing from the experts and then also helping down-to-earth entrepreneurs use it in a way that's practical, in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming, in a way that feels genuine and authentic to your brand. Just because I know that you know, that's, that's what we really want. And I think that that's how you can build the most success sustainably for your business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like the experts are probably really the programmers, people like my, my spouse is actually, he does machine learning and all of the coding, all of that stuff, but, uh, um, he's not applying it to business stuff like we are. So like the, the experts aren't like as familiar with maybe how we would apply it authentically and practically. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. There's so much freaking out there and so many opportunities, so many different things that you can do with it. And so, yeah, I guess really what I would encourage, you know, the solopreneurs who are wearing all their hats in their business, it's hilarious. I was like playing around with my messaging in chat GPT the other day. (laughs) And I was like, uh, you know, make a few like make a list of like one liner statements that are like revelatory um, that shift perspectives that are catchy or something you know and I was telling it about my brand and it said chat GPT can help you take off some of those hats (laughs) that we're wearing I'm like yes you can chat GPT (laughs) you know and so that's how I would encourage um, that's how I would encourage you to approach it is like it can be overwhelming. It can be applied in so many ways. Really think about what do I need the most help with in my business? And how can these softwares possibly help me take off a few of my hats, so to say? (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay, so let's first dive into some of the things that I've heard and maybe even felt myself sometimes um, as pushback Mm -hmm. against using AI. So one of the concerns that I've heard is around copyright infringement. We have, especially with the art where it's 
really kind of taking pieces of other people's artwork together and putting it together to create these illustrations. But even the text, that is, it's what a machine learning, what it does is it takes information that's existing and compiles it together to create something that it thinks you want. Um, so do you have any thoughts around the the whole concern of copyright infringement? Totally, lady. And I know oh, there's so many things, right? And also, too, I will say that this is my first time really articulating my thoughts about the copyright stuff, even though I have all these thoughts swirling in my head. I haven't actually said it out loud to someone else. So hopefully what I say makes sense. But um, I know basically there's like a lot of concerns when it comes to that sort of stuff and especially the copyright infringement. I mean, I feel like there's a few different approaches, right? Firstly, I really respect artists. I respect whether it's uh, the written word or visual arts. I uh, respect creatives and what we can come up with out of our own imagination, our own creativity. And I do think that it's a full concern. You don't necessarily want someone co like copying you. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, what exactly is intellectual property like how is it defined and what to the extent of like <laughs> of copying someone else right and so I do think that there's kind of a gray area with um fully copying someone word for word you know you think back to college when you hear about people who just like literally copy pasted an essay off the internet and just like change the title and put their name on it. It's like, obviously the professor could see that it's like word for word. The outline is exactly the same. You know, this is copied versus, you know, chat GPT, it really is um, a collaborative software and it has, it does analyze all like so many points of information across the globe and at the same time, a lot of the stuff, depending on how you use it, you can really have it be catered to your brand, your voice, all the different stuff. Like, yes, it may pick and choose pieces of different information and pile them all together into something that makes sense for you. Um, but like some of that could be ideas that, you know, other people have thought of or generated or or like it all is ideas that other people have generated, right? So it's kind of one of those things that's like a little unclear for sure. Um, and I think what I would encourage, I think that firstly, like this is definitely become going to become an issue, right? This is an unsolved or like new frontier issue that I think that we will uh, start to see more regulation around in the near future, uh, but for now, it's like not very regulated or it's a little bit of a gray area just legally. And then but what I would encourage you to do is firstly, always use ChatGPT as a like collaborative, like assistant in your own creativity. Right. Uh, make sure that you are using it and telling it exactly who you are, who your brand is so that it can throw out ideas so that it can throw out language that is very, very representative representative of like you, um, allow it to generate ideas for you and for you to riff off of it and edit it to make it sound more like you and more your own voice. And then also, um, 
feel like I had another point. Oh, <laughs> also just like decide for yourself, what are you comfortable with, right? Like you can create your own code of, co- code of conduct when it comes to the ethics behind it and like how you want to use it and whatever that looks like for you, whatever you're comfortable with, as long as you can stand behind it, awesome, you know? Um, so, you know, for me, for Feel Good Social, I will always run my content through a filter of, firstly, I don't normally have it like full out write me things because it hasn't fully nailed my brand voice, but I will pick and choose little pieces here and there. Um, It'll throw out little phrases to me like bang for your buck, which I use a lot, but so do a lot of other people, you know? So like, is that copyright? I don't know, you know, but like, I will totally use that phrase. Cool. Chat GPT has thrown that phrase at me. Awesome. I'll run it through the filter of feel good social. And I'll also usually just like pick and choose the content and the language that I use from it and kind of revise the stuff that chat GPT throws my way. Um, yeah. So that's how I approach it. And I just encourage people to decide for themselves what that looks like for them as well. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I haven't used it a whole lot, but what I've used ChatGPT for, I have, it's kind of like as my base idea generator of like, when you're like, the hardest part sometimes of a project is just getting started. And so it's like, all right, I just need some ideas to get started and like, just asking it, what are 20 ideas around this or whatever? And then it's like, oh, wait, this really aligns with me, what I'm excited about, what my audience needs right now, whatever it is. And so I pick three out of it or something like that. And then, you know, like you said, change the wording a little bit, make it actually have my brand voice. Um, But I find it really helpful for just making some of those processes that can be time consuming, much less time consuming. Oh yeah. It is so, so nice. Now that I'm like, whenever I first kind of got introduced to it and started hearing more about it and stuff, I was definitely like feeling like, oh my gosh, the ethics of it. Oh my gosh. Is it going to hinder creativity? Uh, oh my gosh. Is it going to take over the world? You know, like that sort of stuff. And And I had this like aha epiphany moment where I shifted my perspective, decided to embrace it. And now I'm like, yes, oh my gosh, this is such a great tool, especially for solopreneurs who are running, doing all the things in their business and like, and, you know, run up against like creator's block or writer's block uh, who, who can't like just are overloaded with the mundane tasks that we all have to do, you know, who have trouble really like getting clarity on their ideal customer, their messaging, all that different stuff, but they don't necessarily have like the resources to invest in a coach or like mastermind or anything like that, you know, all of those things that you like put on the to-do list that have been there for four years because you still don't have time to take a chat to, to actually address them. And it's like, uh-huh. oh, GPT, you'll actually get it done. <laughs> and you have the stuff to use. Totally. totally. Um, so the nice. other thing on copyright uh, from an artist perspective, a creator perspective <laughs> Um, chat GPT can create knitting patterns and crochet patterns, but they don't always make a hundred percent sense. <laughs> um, and what it does create so far from what I've seen, I haven't ever actually tried to do it myself. I've just from research that I've done, um, they're very simple patterns. So it's not going to have the, the beautiful detailing probably that you would put into a pattern. It's not going to have really the, the touches that you're going to add as a designer, as a creative. Um, And so much of a pattern also is how you choose to write it. So you could, 
you know, probably grab the base of your pattern from chat GPT. Um, but then if you were to add all the other things that you add for information and walking your design, your uh, knitter through the pattern, it could become something entirely different and it's not copyright at that point either. Oh man, I love this. Yeah. And I actually haven't even thought about how it would be applied to knitting patterns. This is why I'm so excited for the new podcast. Cause I'm like, just so excited to like chat with lots of people and lots of different industries and hear how they're thinking about it and using it in their businesses and stuff. And for sure, I think about that the same way I've heard of people using chat GPT for recipes and some people love it. And also I've heard some, you know, failures for sure. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, it's because it creates like recipes using all this different information that they think is the best from all these yeah. different sources. And all of a sudden it could probably go terribly wrong. Um, but I have heard of people using it for like meal plans and stuff, which might be cool. And, or like, if you have a certain, like certain ingredients in your fridge that you need to use and you're like, what? What's a recipe that has these ingredients? Like that could be helpful too and stuff. So yeah, there's lots of different cool ways. So I love hearing about the the knitting pattern idea too. So interesting. <laughs> um, okay. Another kind of pushback that I've heard is like, it feels like it's cheating. Like it's like, I'm just like taking my business responsibilities and handing it over to a computer to, so is it, can I feel good? Since, since you're about feeling good in your business and feeling authentic, can I feel authentic and feel good about my work if a computer's generating it for me? Oh, I love this. Cheating. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I somewhat had, I somewhat had pushback. That was actually my first thought that popped into my head whenever I heard about all this. It's like, is this going to hinder our creativity was my biggest thing, right? And in my head, I'm like, sometimes creative like creativity, I think that like the struggle that you go through breaking down the barriers and pushing, knowing something is there is like good for us. Right. And I've, I've had this like long little issue in the back of my head with like Google as well. Like, like we were right at that age where like, we couldn't necessarily Google everything our entire lives. Right. And then in high school, like Google happened or whenever it was. And well, I remember using like what ask Jeeves or whatever in like elementary school do you <laughs> but anyway like okay I have had this thing where I'm like are our children or the next generations like going to have it almost too easy when it comes to learning it and it goes back to like the attention span thing too right like yes awesome they have all of this information at their fingertips and are they going to just forget it as quickly as they learn it you know like retention and stuff like that and I have kind of the same thing when it comes to like chat GBT and creativity like do we should we struggle and then at the same time I realized that I don't think that we should, I think it's dumb to struggle more than you need to. And I think it's dumb to think that like artists have to be starving and dark and like, like it's a, a Liz Gilbert um, with what's her, what's her book that about creativity or whatever. She wrote that book about like creativity and um, she's like, it's just so dumb that some people think that artists have to be like, go through all of this pain or always have to be in pain in order Struggling. to create art, right? Like, like, no. And the same thing for business owners. I say, 
I say if you are a solopreneur, we all know how hard that is. We all know how hard it is to be doing all the things for your business all the time. And like, why not embrace something that can make our life easier? And the one thing I would just like recommend that you do is to make sure that you are using it in a way that you do feel good about, right? So maybe you don't, you know, just copy paste everything and like turn your brand into this like dehumanized robot sounding brand. Like, no, how about you just use it for to work through that writer's block or creator's block to help you hone, clarify your ideas, to help you generate new ideas or think about things from a different perspective too, right? That you might not have thought about before. And I don't think that 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 should feel like cheating, you know, because... Because why not embrace the tools that can help us, you know, and as long as you are using it in a way that feels authentic and good to you, great. And if you need help shifting your perspective when it comes to that, just hit me up. I can try to help talk you through that because I was on both sides of this coin. And once I shifted my perspective about this stuff and embraced it and learned more about it, man, it has been just so exciting and more fun and more easy and I'm so glad that, that I did that. I love that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, especially like what I hear from a lot of designers is I started designing because I wanted to design. I wanted to create art. And now that I'm running a business, I feel like more than half of my time is on the business stuff and I don't enjoy the business stuff. This is I kind of love business stuff sometimes too, but um, what I hear from a lot of designers is that they don't love the business side. So mm-hmm. um, like, kind of offloading some of that burden that you don't love those tasks that are just like mundane to do tasks that feels like they're just taking up all of your time and not allowing you to create art if you can set that send that to the ai <laughs> to, to get it to do that work for you in a way that feels good to you then it does give you more freedom and time to to focus on the creativity and other things that you you enjoy Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it can help you like if it can help you do the mundane tasks that then allow you to focus on the stuff you love creativity or to focus on like genuine customer interactions and relationship building, or to just like give you space to enjoy your life a little bit on the back end too, because we all know that that's an issue too. I was recording a podcast about um, yeah, about this topic kind of. And I was just like, okay, the one thing I want you to remember is that because ChatGPT allows you more room and space and energy to do more in your business, doesn't mean that you have to take it all the way to the edge of more once again, right? Like use this like extra space and time to, to give yourself more breathing room so that you don't dive headfirst into burnout, even with the help of ChatGPT, right? (laughs) 100%. That's actually before this podcast, I, before recording this, I wrote down a few notes of my thoughts. And that was one that I wrote down too, is having more time for, for personal and outside life while also moving forward on goals. But the same idea of don't, don't just, I know that I have the tendency of if I have more space, I'm going to spend more time, you know, like, (laughs) Um, but, but changing that perspective to say, oh, Hey, this means that I can spend more time traveling. I can spend more time outside. I can spend more time with family. I can spend whatever it looks like for you. Um, 
I love that. I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Because we're so the same, right? It's like, you know, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, like chances are you're, you feel pretty ambitious, you know, like we're, it's a big group of us that are like ambitious, that want to do more, that like we're go-getters, we're action takers, you know? And like, and so that is like something that we need to hear, you know, like just because you can do more, doesn't mean that you gotta, you know, like this is just more of an opportunity to create like a little bit of space for yourself too. Cause that's very important. <laughs> okay. The a last thing that I had written down um, was a pushback and it's this concern that AI will take over our work. Like what if now we just have computers doing everything for us and there's no space for us to exist and no reason for us to exist. Oh my gosh, totally. I love, I love that we're bringing all this up because I'm like, I was literally just thinking about all these different things and I've had this pushback in every fear, frustration, worry that you could feel with AI. I've definitely felt that myself. Right. And the (laughs) AI is going to take our jobs, you know, it's like reminds me of that South Park episode or whatever, but um, I, okay, here's the thing. AI is going to be here, going to continue evolving no matter what. There's nothing that you can do about that, right? Um, And at the same time, while while AI is definitely going to make our jobs evolve, it's going to change and shift the way we do our jobs, the way we run our business, it doesn't have to fully put you out of a job, right? Uh, I always like to think of copywriters because I feel like that is like the most kind of <laughs> straightforward and and where I felt like the most like fear and like panic a little bit from people thinking, well, ChatGPT can just write a bunch of content and now my my uh, clients can use ChatGPT. They don't even need me anymore. What is this going to do to me? Is this going to make my business fail? Is this going to like just erase our industry as copywriters because ChatGPT literally can do it for us, right? That's been this big fear and conversation in the copywriting world. However, I think it's important to remember, firstly, uh, AI is here to stay and it's going to be ever evolving. So like react to it. Don't just like dismiss it because because then you will be out of a job, right? <laughs> if you just decide, if you decide you're gonna fail and you you should quit, then like I guess it will take your job. But however, what if you could instead think about, okay, how can I use this technology to aid me in my business, and what differentiates me from this technology? Because I'm sorry, but like all the copywriters out there or whoever is listening, you know that you're more than just like a machine typing words, you know? Um, ChatGPT specifically reacts to what you put into it and what you ask of it. And uh, and it's really like, um, it, it takes some skill to have it generate a response that is as good or even close to good as what copywriters have been producing for years, right? Because there's more that goes into copywriting than just like, oh, I'm going to type up this. I'm just going to put words into a computer. No, it's like thinking about the strategy behind the copy, thinking about who your customer is, what is their tone of voice, what message do they need to get across and to who are they talking to? How are they going to be persuasive to their ideal customers? That's what copywriting is. ChatGPT can try to do that for you, but like your clients are not going to get great responses out of it, 
right? So instead, embrace AI and think, how can I make this work for me? And maybe it evolves your title, maybe it evolves your job, maybe you become more of like a copy and messaging strategist. Um, and you really, really hone that strategy, critical thinking part of it, backed with the support of AI technology to make your job more efficient, sometimes more strategic, you know, um, all that different stuff. But like, I think that can be applied to any industry. We don't know where AI is going necessarily. We know that it's here and we know it's going to continue to get better and better. But the best thing you can do is get curious about it, learn more about it, and then um, really think how can this support me in the path I want to take my life in the career I want to go and the job I want to do in my business? Like, how can this support me? And then also be light on your toes <laughs> when it comes to it, right? Because it is going to keep changing and all the different stuff. And just remember that and realize like, yes, I'm going to have to be light on my toes. I might have to make shifts and continue making shifts with the way I do my work down the line. However, that's okay because I can navigate it and I'm confident in my ability to navigate it. And if I start learning about it right now, it'll be easier to continue to shift and navigate moving forward because I'm starting now at like the basics, learning about it. And it'll be this like collaborative relationship moving forward versus like, I'm just going to quit my life. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's really important to remember that AI is a computer. It's not a human. It doesn't have the personality. It doesn't really have that personal voice. It doesn't have the touch that the emotional touch that you can add to it. It, it, it can do a lot, um, but it never will actually replicate a person. Like even if you just think of like, your own personal stories and how that's like the deepest way we often can connect with fellow humans still showing up and sharing that is going to be extremely valuable. It's knowing that it's a personal story of yours that relates to somebody else is always going to feel like a stronger connection than some random story from the internet, some random story from a robot. Um, so it's valuable it's incredible, but it's still, it's a robot. It's not a, it's, it's not a human. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. I, um, I, it's hilarious because I've been playing around with that too. And like my thoughts about that as well, because you're totally right. And I think that that is one of the best ways we can continue to make our brands feel authentic, right? Is to yes, use AI, use ChatGPT as a collaborative partner, help allow it to help us generate ideas, allow it to help us automate systems, uh, even write copy that like is kind of mundane, repetitive, and that or and or you know hone your brand voice. But it can't take your experiences, mm -hmm. right? You have to. You only you know your lived experiences. Only you also know your clients' lived experiences and examples, which both of those stories are so, so powerful. And so anytime I'm working on, I'm working on, you know, me, a uh, like content made easy with chat GPT or like content creation, you know, how to use it in content creation, how to create a system that doesn't feel overwhelming, all that different stuff. And like, yeah, one of the things that you can always, always do is no matter what like prompts it throws your way and whatnot, like 
make a list of personal experiences and client experiences that can reflect this idea or that help to prove this idea or, you know, whatever it is. And that is how you can continue to keep your brand human. Definitely. You know? Yes. I love that. Um, Real quick. I did want to also mention another AI program that's not for creating content, but I have a friend who's also a knitwear designer who's absolutely loving the motion app. Have you heard of it, Kenzie? Um, motion. Yeah. Motion. Okay. No, no. Yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> basically you tell it everything that's on your to-do list, how long it's going to take. You can have like recurring tasks and everything and what your time blocks are for working. And it, creates your whole ideal schedule. Like I think you can even say like, this is when I'm creative. And so this is a creative task or whatever. And so then it creates your whole schedule for you. She's absolutely loving it. I have not tried it, but um, that's another example of AI in business that's outside of things like chat GPT and creating content. It's just making your business more efficient. Yeah. Oh, it's overwhelming. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I'm going to have to look into that motion with an M. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's notion as well, oh, which is also integrating yeah. like some AI stuff. And I was like, wait a second. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to check that out for yeah. sure. Yeah. M-O-T-I-O-N app, A-P-P. So yeah. Um, okay. Before we round up Kinsey, do you have like three tips for folks, like three quick tips on how to use AI, your favorite things to use AI, how to use it so that it feels authentic, anything like that? Yeah, I think when when it comes to AI, like the first thing is the overwhelm, right? So like you're feeling overwhelmed in your business because you don't have enough ideas, <laughs> you don't have enough of something. And then you start to use AI or dip your toes into the AI world and it feels very, very overwhelming. Um, just all of the content ideas it's throwing your way and just like all the different softwares that you could try, you know, all the different stuff. And so always just remember to bring it back home to like, what do I I need now in the moment and just like focus on trying to like get like help yourself in one small way right and or just like develop a system for organizing you know the content ideas have a brain dump list even just like a google doc that's fully messy just to put the ideas that you're getting in there so you don't have to worry about like missing out on them or losing them or whatever it is. So try to, anytime you're feeling overwhelmed with the software, talk yourself down from that for sure. Um, and then when it comes to using it authentically, my best tip for you getting content out of ChatGPT that feels like your brand, that makes sense for your brand, is to make sure that you're always telling it about your brand, right? So don't just go into the software and be like, generate content ideas for a knitting pattern, like a knitwear designer, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. I mean, actually, even that is better than like for a business. <laughs> generate content ideas for my business like what is your business like you know but even like the generating content ideas for knitwear designers like I like to give it more information than that even because that is how you get the best most specific like answers content out of chat GPT right so for me for example with feel good social every time I go in there and I'm talking about anything to do with my business I will tell it like 
my feel good social value proposition, where I talk about who I am, what I do, how I help people. Mine is um, I help down to earth entrepreneurs show up online authentically and build their business with the uh, help of chat GPT and AI so that they don't uh, waste any time, lose their mind or sell their soul, right? So I tell it a little bit about me, my brand, who my ideal customers are, you know, solopreneurs wearing all the hats. I tell it um, like how I help them. I put throw some of my values in there, right? Without wasting your time, losing your mind, selling your soul, you know? Um, so I give it that information about me, about my ideal customers, about how I help them, about what my values are. And then I also even sometimes throw in like some language indicators such as, you know, write your responses in easygoing, casual, non-judgmental, friendly, down-to-earth language. You know, I'll say throw some emojis in there because I'm an emoji girl, you know, and then I'll be very, very specific about the content that I want it to generate. You know, don't just generate content ideas generate one-liners that are revelatory or shocking shock and awe or like whatever it is you know I'll I'll be very very specific about the topic about the type of content about the language I want to use and that's how you'll get like the most like you specific responses from chat GPT and that's how you can kind of hone and like find the angle of your brand and make it the most helpful for you and the most authentic for you. So you're not just feeling like you're on, like churning out the same content as everyone else so that your brand is, is turning into a robot or whatever it is, you know, like be specific with that stuff. Yes. I love that. That's so amazing. Kinsey, I think we could always talk forever. <laughs> like we could just record 10 podcasts right now talking about AI, but um. I guess we'll let this be for this one as the introduction to AI. Hopefully we'll have you back. Where can folks find you online? Yes, you can find me at Feel Good Social on Instagram, or we have a second Instagram called at Authentic AI for Entrepreneurs, at Authentic AI um, for Entrepreneurs, and then feelgoodsocial.com or Authentic AI for Entrepreneurs.com is our new website for the new podcast as well. So I'd love to connect with you. <laughs> So exciting. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on, Jessica. It's so good to talk to you. Wow. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you found it valuable, please share the podcast with a designer friend. And if you have a minute, leave a review. It's so helpful for me and means the world to me. Chat soon.